world of dog sports has lots of options to keep your dog's four paws busy. Let's dive deeper in four paws sports. Hey, it's another episode here with Four Paws Sports. I'm Jeff, and again here with Mary. Hey, everybody. All right. So a lot of things lately I've been watching on my Facebook feed. Uh, I've been watching a lot of Major League Baseball, and I've been watching uh, a lot of what I would consider unsportsmanlike conduct by professional paid athletes. And, you know, they're, they're paid quite a bit of money, and for the amount of, oh, I don't know, antics that they do, I see them as nothing but crybabies at that point. And it, it kind of makes me sad. But what makes it even worse that I've seen that, I've seen a lot of that same behavior uh, in the ring for agility. Um, I, I can't speak on behalf for obedience or rally or anything like that. But Mary, maybe, you know, maybe you can say a word or two that you've seen something like that. Yeah, I mean, I think I've seen... I think for the most part, I've seen good sports, but I have absolutely seen some bad sportsmanship or some even maybe somewhat unwitting comments that aren't intended to be poor sportsmanship, but are, you know. So, yeah, definitely right. see it. Yeah, no, absolutely. there, And it's really frustrating, especially from the judges aspect, because at the end of the day, we're human. We're going to make mistakes. I, I don't have I don't have New York to call to review an A-frame call, a dog walk call, a refusal. I, I don't I don't have that ability. That's just not something that I don't, don't think will ever happen. But you know, if it does, great. Then you know what? Then all of a sudden, now I'm no longer needed, and you know, we, I just I just stay home and judge at that point. Then, right. um, but you know, the last few events that not even judging that I've competed at, I've seen um, handlers go to compete or go to uh, judge in the middle of the ring and literally just rip them apart because they don't like, uh, they don't like a call. Um, one thing comes to mind was when I was at the classic a few weeks ago, uh, handler went out and vehemently argued um, a gambler's run. And I, I just thought, you know, at the end of the day, is it really worth it? Because if you've really sparked that judge, you thought you had a bad day, then uh, you have no idea. Your, your day could go get a whole lot worse, and you could be looking at suspension. If you really want to push the issue, at the end of the day, is it worth it? You know, it's one run. Is it something that might impact your overall score for the weekend? Sure. Yeah, that, that's, that's the thing that's going to happen. And you know what? That's You pay for that judge's opinion. And I think that's one thing that so many competitors forget that you're paying for their opinion. Whether or not you agree with it, that's, that's not, you know, that's not your decision. That's, you know, you pay for it. You live with that decision. We get gifts, we get them taken away, but you know, you could get a championship on Friday and then all of a sudden the rest of the weekend, your dog can't hit contacts because the judge is sitting there looking at him and you bounce your contact every time, no matter how much you can argue that your dog has never missed a contact in life, because I can tell you that your dog has missed a contact at least, well, now at least probably three or four this weekend. But mm -hmm. it, it's not that, that your dog's never done. What's that meme? It's like, just whenever, anytime you say, my dog is never, there comes your dog nevering <laughs> like they never met before. <laughs> exactly. That's a true oh, story. Man. Like, and never say as a handler or a trainer, my dog would never do that because that is a guarantee <laughs> that the next time right. you are in the rain or you, it's going to happen. 
Never say never. Never say never. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well. Okay. So you know, not only the fact that you know saying that to a judge and actually you know arguing with them in front of everybody, um, that one is extremely disrespectful because one, we're not changing calls. That that alone is never going to happen, especially now that you've argued vehemently. Even if I had a remote chance of maybe I might change my mind on something, it's it's never going to happen. Which way I wouldn't change my calls, but even if I had the inkling to do it, you have stripped every inch of my ability or desire to give you what you're asking for because of your demeanor at that point. Cause that, that's just, you know what? It's just the way the dice, that's the way the dice roll at that point. But not only that, but to do the chatter outside of the ring where everybody can hear you going to the secretary, going to anybody who will listen to you, to rip apart a judge, to uh, demean their courses, and that goes not only just in the ring, outside the ring, you know, in the crane area, you know, outside where everybody else is gathering and can hear you. Uh, that goes for Facebook also, mm-hmm. you know. And I know AKC has been mm-hmm. gotten really good about it lately because they do have a social media team, and I'm very thankful for that because for a while, uh, judges really didn't have any recourse to protect themselves because some handlers. Uh, would love to bash their course designs and tell them how terrible they are and how terrible their calls are and just, you know, make sure they never get hired again, just ruin their reputation. And as a judge, it really only takes a couple of things before all of a sudden now you're crucified and, you know, trying to work yourself out of a hole that you really didn't intentionally dig. And the problem is, you know, rumors start like wildfire and some people love to run on uh, rumors and, you know, it takes 30 seconds to spread and especially on social media, it's control C, control V, and all of a sudden now you're copying and pasting uh, that exact rumor. And now you can just do screenshots at this point and just sh- uh, share it with everybody. And that that makes it very hard as a judge. And what I'm thankful for for AKC now is that if something happens like that, it all it takes is just us to say, hey, you know, take a look at this. And now all of a sudden, now you're looking down the, uh, the gun barrel of a different problem um, as a competitor. And really one run is it worth it is it worth you know one run one weekend that you just didn't have a good weekend your dog didn't have a good weekend is it worth throwing it all away to be suspended is it in my opinion absolutely not it's you know one bad weekend does not make for your entire career absolutely and i you know again like i think that we both we have both judged you more than me obviously i've judged agility but um, it's a different thing when you are in the ring trying to fairly score. And the first thing I will say is with very, very few exceptions, and I have been showing for a long time in a lot of venues, I think judges, most 99.999% of them want to do a good job. They want to put the best dogs up. They want to score you fairly and they want you to be successful. Like you don't, Judges don't like having to put their hand in the air. They don't like having to mark your score sheet. They want, I mean, most judges want you to be happy and successful. They aren't putting their hand in the air because they're trying to be a turd. They're putting their hand in the air because they saw something. And it's really easy to stand outside the ring in a different angle, in a different perspective, and 
go where all you have to worry about is watching your friend. You don't have to worry about your judging path. You don't have to worry about managing a score sheet. You don't have to worry about making sure the scribe saw you, any of that stuff and say, well, clearly they hit their contact or you're standing out there with a video camera that you can look at 50 more times if you want to and slow it down and enlarge and be like, look, they got their video. They got their contact or see they hit that front just fine. Or there was nothing wrong with that jump. It's easy to see that. But the bottom line is in that moment, you are working in real time as a judge and you have to make a split second decision because things keep happening. The action keeps happening. And so, you know, yeah. Are there going to be mistakes made? Yeah. Probably not as many as some competitors think are being made. And again, the judge doesn't want, I mean, I feel like you would much more enjoy your day as an agility judge if you got to stand out there and put your hands in your pockets and not have to mark anybody. Like you would love for yeah. people to come out of there with their new titles and their box and their legs and everything and great. But you have a job to do and it's not just put out a course and close your eyes and hope everybody runs clean. You have to do your job to the best of your ability. And I don't care how great you are as a handler. I don't care how great you are, your dog is mistakes get made and yeah. sometimes you know and you know what if you have a judge that you really think like i will say that i have some judges in obedience that i don't and i this is very rare i i don't but i have a few judges that for whatever reason don't seem to particularly care for my dog's work and even when i feel like we give a pretty good performance our score doesn't reflect that do i bad mouth that judge no because that's their opinion and I paid for it. Just like you said, I am paying for an opinion. But what I will say is for certain, those certain judges, if I'm like, if I'm working on Och, where I need to place in the class or get a 197 or better to work towards my Och, I may, if I have options between a trial with that judge or a trial with a different judge, I may go to the different trial where I'm more likely if my dog is on a, on their game to get a better score. But absolutely, that's not, I'm not going to bad mouth that judge. I'm not going to say, well, you know, Joe Smith hates the way my dog works. And blah, 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 blah. I'm just going to say, well, yeah, I chose to go to this trial this weekend, you know? Right. And the thing is, I will never forget. I have a friend who used to judge a fair amount and she really, I don't, doesn't really judge much at all anymore. And one of her last judging assignments she took, there were people standing outside the ring saying some really awful things about her courses, about her judging. And she was practically in tears out there because she can hear them. Yeah. And right. whether that was a factor in why she's not judging anymore, or whether it was just that she wanted to focus more on competition, I don't know. And it doesn't matter. These are people, <laughs> you know, judges yeah, are people. Absolutely. You know, and I feel like, Anytime, and I don't do this very often, but if I've had constructive criticism where it's like, gosh, you know, this rally course I feel like would have been easier, safer to, not easier, more fair to navigate if this had been spaced a little differently or gosh, you know, this approach to dog walk I feel maybe isn't the safest or something like that. I say, I think most judges appreciate constructive criticism as far as constructive feedback. Like, I really right. liked this. This maybe wasn't the greatest. 
that's a way to be a good sport if you have a concern and you want to make your opinion known. To get on Facebook and bash them, to bash them outside the ring where they can, you know, that's not... And if you don't, if it's somebody, you're just like, gosh, I've never really liked these people's courses. Okay, fine. Don't enter. Right. Like, you <laughs> nobody's making you, you enter. You have a weekend off. Ah, you could have a weekend off. God forbid you can go. That's why I had right. a weekend off this last week. You know, you can right. go somewhere else. You know, there's, I guarantee you, there's probably a trial somewhere you can go to. But. You know, I don't have many judges in any venue that are on my do not show list, but I do have a couple. So if they're judging, I don't go there. That's easy enough, but I don't have to be, you know, I don't have to be a jerk. (laughs) Right, right. Well, I mean, and for me, you know, do I get aggravated at course design from some judges? Absolutely. But I've learned to build my list of DNS. I have a DNS list, a do not show list or DNE, whatever you want to call it, because I know that their course design does not support the skill sets that my dogs have and makes it very rough on their bodies. And I choose to not support that. And you know what? It's no harm, no skin off my teeth because I know that there are plenty of people behind me that will enter and fulfill that trial regardless there. So that doesn't hurt my feelings whatsoever. And, you know, that's, that's a big thing too, you know, making a judge go into tears. That is absolutely terrible something like that would ever happen and i can't imagine what would have been said but that is absolutely awful because uh when we talk about agility judges you know for obedience and rally you guys are pretty much you're showing up there you don't have to do any real mental preparation like course design anything like that beforehand uh agility judges put a lot of time into their course designs after working a full-time job, after training their own dog, after taking care of their own personal life, they put that extra time into their... Now, we're looking at traveling, so we're adding an extra full day there. And then on top of that, we're spending the time away from our families. We're spending time away from our friends, mm-hmm. our own dogs, because my dogs half the time, actually, let's say 90% of the time, don't get to go with me to my assignments because I got to fly everywhere, and I got three dogs. So I got to, you know, I have to either they stay with my parents or... The, uh, the now girlfriend, she takes care of him for me while I'm out on the road now. And uh, that is just a lot of time. And really, you know, there's been one trial where I was like, why do I even do this? If you're going to be so frustrated that you're going to nitpick at me after your the course is over with, and then you're going to nitpick at me while we're at the secretary table and you're counting scores and you're telling me that oh well if you hadn't done something i i would have you know i would have won this class and it's like you know really did did that make you feel better because i i just i don't i don't think you understand the amount of sacrifice that we as judges truly make to give you the ability to have a trial because without us you got nothing so you know, careful right. how you bash because you could start running judges off because I know there are already a handful of judges that in the last, let's just say, 12 months have gone, you know what, it, this ain't worth it. The competitors, you know, I right. don't get paid enough, one, to even take on the load of competitors that want to complain about things. And that's why mm-hmm. I actually quit uh, umpiring Little League and high school baseball and senior men's league because the high school at least was – 
you know, pretty well mediated because coaches knew that, you know, getting kids suspended for mouthing off and them getting suspended because they had a rough day is definitely does not look good. But when we talk about Little League, you know, we got parents that are just riding us as umpires because yeah. they didn't like Little Johnny got struck out because Johnny sat there and looked at a pitch on the outside corner. Sorry, but that's life. The worst I have found is grown men playing baseball and because they <laughs> didn't reach their full potential uh, to be a professional athlete and then all of a sudden because they still struck out it gets to take it out on the umpire because they don't like it and yeah. i quit and you know there's been a couple of weeks of my going why do i want to sacrifice it's not enough money i can go get another part-time job if i need the money that bad right exactly and i think that people again like it's really easy to criticize when you don't when when you're only seeing it from one perspective and right. I think that, you know, have I had calls in agility that I'm like, well, that wasn't fair. Yeah, absolutely. I've also had calls that probably should have been made that weren't. So I do think that right. evens out, but at the end of the day, and it, you have to understand that I'm talking to somebody who trains dogs professionally. Like it is important to my living that I am able to go out there and qualify and put titles on right. dogs and things like that. And so like, you know what? The sun comes up tomorrow if you get a contact called. Like, yeah. it's okay. I mean, and yeah. the thing is, our placement, people that get all in an uproar about placements, I'm like, you guys, we don't have a multiplier for a mock anymore. The only, I mean, of right. the sports that I do, the only, the only events that matters how you place in the class are obedience at the upper levels and confirmation. It doesn't right. matter if I ever beat a single dog when I'm working on my mock. I can still get my mock. I, it's right. all about, Absolutely. and the same thing with my rally champion. Doesn't matter. Has zero bearing on how that goes. And so we had one where we were doing fast and the timer was malfunctioning. So what was happening, we were, instead of the timer buzzing when you got to the, the time for fast, it, it mm -hmm. didn't. And Oh, I so, oh, it was horrible. It was just horrible. And we had a couple competitors yep. that absolutely came unglued because what we did is what the judge did because, and first of all, like, I think I was the timer. Yeah. And my friend was scribing and okay. I time for fast because, and a lot of times I'll time and scribe, but thank God that wasn't the situation that weekend because I know how to set the timer. But I am not accustomed to having to watch the clock and buzz with every single dog. And then you've got right. to remember what the time limit is. And then you have to remember, especially when you're bouncing back and forth between preferred and regular sometimes to buzz. And that's and if you think that's all easy, y'all sit in that chair. And so what the judge did, which I thought was a good solution, was the dogs that we because it took us a minute to realize that the thing wasn't buzzing. You know, you're just, you're in the thing of the dog runs, the judge makes the calls, you write down the time, you keep going. And then it was like, right. wait a minute, this is supposed to be, they're only supposed to have 32 seconds. This is 36. The dumb thing never buzzed. What's happening. Right. You know, and so what she did because of where the, the send bonus was, if you were within a couple of seconds, I think is what she did. Of course, time. And if you'd gotten the bonus and there were more than enough points, she was like, yep, we're good. But if your time was, and I don't remember 
what the cutoff was, what cutoff she used, but she used a consistent cutoff. She was like, I can't be certain that you did the send bonus before you ran out of time. So she would give those people the option to rerun. And if they didn't have it on video, because obviously if we had it on video, we could time it. And we had a couple computers that absolutely came unglued. And it was like, what else are we supposed to do? You know, I mean, the judge is doing the best they can in the situation. We don't know why the timer wouldn't work. I mean, I, we don't know why the timer wouldn't work. It's technology. We didn't realize it fails. Yeah, it fails sometimes. And it's like, we're doing the best we can so that if you deserve a cue, you get it. I'm sorry. You know, if you'd ha- again, if you'd had the run on video and we could have tamed it, timed it off the video um, to see where the time was when you had the send bonus, we, she would do that. But we had a couple of dogs that that wasn't, they didn't have it on video. Well, you know, like, and just nasty to the judge and quite all weekend long. And then, first of all, as a volunteer, you don't want to help anymore because you're like, well, this is stupid. I did not sign up for this. And the judge was like, I'm doing the best I can for you. Like, and I don't think people think about that sometimes. They're just, they're mad, but it's like, Hey, well, what's your solution then? Like, <laughs> this happened. We can't fix it. What's your solution? And ripping the judge apart is probably not the appropriate no. solution. No, it, it definitely isn't. Because if you do it enough, like I said earlier, the judge can go, hey, you know what? And she want to be like that. Let's let's do a bench hearing. And let, let's talk about, you know, let's, let's really get down to the nitty gritty of your attitude and the fact that now you're no longer following the one thing on the back of every AKC manual is this uh, sportsman code of conduct. Right. Well, and I, again, I feel like I've been showing a long time and I've, I've stewarded for a lot of judges. I've scribed, I've, you know, worked, I've, I volunteer all the time. And one thing I will tell you down to a person, almost everybody, I can think of about two judges that don't seem to feel this way, but Judges want you to pass. They want you to reach your goals. They don't want to call you. They don't want to call you on stuff. But I have a feeling that if you're enough of a jerk and are rude to them often enough and they're teetering on the verge of whether or not to make a call or whether or not to mark the sheet, if you're enough of a jerk, they may be a little quicker to raise their hand or mark the sheet, you know, because that's human nature. Right. I'm not saying that I would not be the one to do that, but um, it definitely does uh, sway me mentally to go, you know, I normally would have given that to you in benefit of a doubt, but, you know, maybe maybe you don't deserve the benefit of doubt anymore, and maybe, maybe you just don't deserve that cue as much as it is. As bad as it says, we are human, and mm-hmm. in the heat of that moment, when you know that handler's up, you're like, "Oh God, now what do you want? What am I gonna, what am I going to screw up accidentally, or what is what calls yeah. not going to go your way that I'm going to pay for dearly because you're upset?" And at this point, right? Why would I give? Why would a judge, myself or otherwise, why would they give you the benefit of the doubt to go in your favor to make you happy? Because Mm-hmm. We don't really care if you're happy at that point. It, it's frustrating. Right. We've made our lives very miserable. I mean, it, it's there are some days where the facility has no air conditioning. There's not a lot of fans running. You're hot. You're sweaty, and you're already miserable because you're out there all day. You're on your feet, and you're tired 
been exhausted and it's like okay well you know what maybe we're just we're just not going to give you that cue because it's not going to get the benefit of the doubt at that point and you know yeah that's that is the human nature yep and even if it's not a conscious decision of well geez if you weren't a giant turd i might have given you the benefit of the doubt your subconscious the part of you that makes you pull that trigger if somebody is constantly berating you and making you feel like crap you are you're just naturally even when you're trying to be just as fair as you can be that that there's that point that means like nope that's a refusal or nope you know that's just because that's human nature and i don't know i just don't understand why it's not going to help you like if you're upset and it's okay to be upset it's okay to be competitive it's okay to want you know we all want our runs to go well nobody goes out there going geez i hope we're a train wreck i mean you know, but keep it to yourself. Be, you know, don't take it to social media. Don't take it, you know, if you want to talk to a friend quietly later, great. But don't don't be a jerk. Like, that's not – because the other thing it does, and I think, you know, it's easy to villainize judges because they're the ones in charge, kind of, right? But the other thing it does is when you're sitting there going, well, I should have won, but blah, 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 or I should have did or they don't know how to score, is – the person that did do that successfully and that did come away with the win in the class or did come away with what you had been hoping to do, you've also cheapened the experience for them too. Because in a way you're Absolutely. saying, well, they didn't do it. And right. you right. don't, don't you're, you're stealing somebody else's joy in their good day that they just had. And that's Absolutely. another way to be a bad sport that has nothing to do with necessarily the judge. But it's another way. It's like being a competitor to the person around you instead of maybe, okay, yeah, maybe your dog really did hit their fronts and maybe they did deserve a 199 and maybe that guy that got a 198 and a half shouldn't have been high in trial. Well, you know what? Shut up. Congratulate him. Go back and train and try them another day. Like, it's fine. (laughs) Well, and then if you have that same person who's going to complain and yell and scream and just berate the judge publicly in front of everybody, it dampens the mood of the entire trial. I've seen it gone from, I mean, just for instance, you know, this weekend, I I had, you know, an okay day on Friday and the mood was moderate. I don't know what everybody's problem was. Nobody was like super excited because we're not at work and we're playing agility here. I don't know why you wouldn't be excited. But by Saturday and Sunday, I couldn't crack a joke. I couldn't make anybody like laugh. You know, I I made my stupid table joke, you know, like we're back in the old days where I said, all right, well, table position is going to be, you know, it's going to be down today. And I couldn't get anybody to crack a smile. I'm like, all right, guys, you know, let, let's, let's loosen up here. It's agility. Let's play. Let's have fun. Right. But it's it takes one person to dampen an entire mood and to destroy the fun of a trial. And it really does. And it's sad. And what did you yeah. gain out of it? You didn't get your cue. You didn't get your win. But what's the point? You know, what did you gain? Other than now nobody likes you. <laughs> Right. Everyone just thinks you're a turd and hopes you trip when you're out there running. And who wants that, you know? Right. Exactly. Well, like with another thing, too, because, you know, when you're thinking about the judge, when you're thinking about the workers, the number of people that will rip into a worker when they're because yes. and I'm like, you know, these are volunteers. And OK, 
And I have seen a few people here and there where I'm like, yeah, you probably really do deserve to be talked to. But again, that's probably the judge's job, not yours. Um, yep. But for the most part, the volunteers are trying. They're doing their best. I mean, yep, absolutely. you know, we've all seen a bar setter that plants their butt in the chair and never attempts to move. And okay, that's a little different. But <laughs> for the most part, your volunteers are trying and they're doing their best. How dare you absolutely. yell at a volunteer? How dare you complain? Oh, yeah. That is one thing. No. I will protect my volunteers. I absolutely do because if I get a single exhibitor who yells at my uh, my competitor, my volunteers, there is an immediate immediate um, conversation that we have here, whether or not that goes public, whether or not it just stays private, and whether or not it goes to a hearing at that point. That you know that's to be seen. But I absolutely will not allow a competitor to bash one of my volunteers because. One, I don't want to be out there bar saying, so I protect them because I don't want to do that. But, man, if you bash my scribe who's doing an amazing job for me, I will go to bat for you and I will protect you because I'm not losing you. I don't want to lose my good my good workers. I, I need them. Mm-hmm. Right. And so is that Well, you know, you can't without help. And, you right. know, if someone's in there and trying, even if they're not doing the best job, I mean, if they're trying, they're trying. okay, either help them. Either help, not berate, help, or right. get out of the way so they can learn and try and you're not making it hard. You know, it's not, yes. it's not a random passerby to manage the situation. That is the judge's job right. or the chief steward's job or whatever. That is not your job. So that's, that's a huge pet peeve of mine because I find in general, the people that complain about the volunteers are the people that don't volunteer. That is a very true statement there. Uh, That's why, one, I don't ever complain because I don't ever sign up the volunteer. But but every trial I go to knows that if they ask me and I I don't have a ring conflict Mm -hmm. in the other ring, they know they can come Mm -hmm. and tag me and go, hey, would you help? I've said absolutely. And I never, Mm -hmm. well, I won't say I never, but 99% of the time I don't take any whatever compensation that they're giving. I go, just keep it. I'm just going to help you because honestly – I, I judge all the time. This is fine. It's not hard. And honestly, I'm just here to help you. So don't pay me. Right. Just, I want your trial to help. I want to help your trial. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because, you know, you got to remember that the trial can't happen without the volunteers. I don't care how great your judge is. I don't care how great your secretary is. I don't care how great your trial committee is. If you don't have volunteers, it's not going to happen. And right. you've got to be nice. And, you know, you got, again, you got to be thoughtful. Okay. You know, if somebody's okay, maybe somebody isn't the greatest gate steward you've ever seen. Maybe they're a little too quiet, or maybe, but they're trying, or maybe, you know, you just, you know, again, either be constructive and helpful or get out of the way and give them a chance to learn and thank them for trying, you know? Right. Or, or the third option get up, volunteer, and do it yourself if you can do a better job. Uh huh. Exactly. If you think you're so great, then volunteer or volunteer to help be the chief. If you run a bunch of dogs and you have too many ring conflicts, okay, volunteer to be the chief ring steward and train everybody for their job. You know, that right. happens before the class starts. There you go. You know, I, I mean, it's just, and that kind of leads me into my third one kind of for sportsmanship is be thoughtful too about what you're saying about competitors, especially at the novice levels of the sport. Um, one of my sports that I enjoy doing is rally. 
and I've shown a lot of rally dogs and I'm a good rally handler. Like I really feel like if you give me a guinea pig that knows how to sit and down on command and walk on a loose leash, I could put a rally knobs title on it. Like I'm good at getting dogs through a rally course. That being said, one of my pet peeves, and I've heard this more than once standing outside the ring. Oh, geez, it's just rally. Anybody can do that. It's just rally novice. Anybody can do that. Shut your mouth. How rude. You know. Because yeah, it takes training. I don't know. It takes training. It takes time. And it's and the thing is, is if you're new to rally, like I've been on rally courses bazillions of times. I am very good at getting through the course and reading the signs and reacting right away and blah, 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 because I've done it so much. If you are new to rally, just like if you are new to agility and you're trying to remember you know, the order of the course and what to cue your dog and what's going on and what happens next. And, you know, that takes time. It's the same with rally. Like there's a lot happening. You got to command the dog and you got to pay attention and you got to read the sign and you got to do it right and blah, blah, blah. And to say, well, it's no big deal. It's just rally. It's really easy. Is pooping on the party of the person who worked their butt off to get in the ring and maybe they're new, maybe they haven't done this before, maybe they had a dog that, you know, was really shy or really over the top excited and it's really hard for them to be out there performing. And even, okay, is rally novice the most difficult sport in the world? No, it's not. But it's still a lot more than most people ever do with their dogs. And they're trying. So shut up. Don't steal their joy. You know, like, <laughs> I don't know. If somebody walks away with the rally novice title with scores of 70, 71, and 72, you congratulate them because they still accomplished more than a lot of people will ever do. You know, like, don't. Oh, that drives me crazy. Don't be a bad sport. I don't care if you could go out there and get hundreds with your eyes closed. Either be quiet or say something nice. Don't. Right. Don't diminish what might have been really hard for somebody else. Might have been a lot of work for them. Like, don't don't diminish that. That's just rude. Right. I think this goes back to the old adage of if you don't have something nice, just don't even bother. Exactly. Exactly. And that's just, you know, again, you can walk away from the weekend and be like, oh, my gosh, whatever. I mean, you know, we do that, whatever. People do that, fine. Right. But... You, you know, you there's play a with your friends back and forth privately. Yeah, exactly. You might sometimes send a text to a friend and be like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> this course, I can't believe what this judge was thinking. But, you know, I don't, you know, put it out on Facebook and you don't, whatever. You know, you just, just shut up. You know, right. and if somebody asks you, that's the other one, is if somebody asks you publicly, what do you think of Jeff Neuter's courses? And, you know, Horrible. if They're I don't crap. have something. They're terrible. <laughs> don't run to him. I would never hire him. No. But seriously, like if there was a judge that somebody publicly said, hey, what do you think? And if I felt like I needed to say something because I didn't have positive things to say, I would private message that person and be like, well, in my experience, these are, the, you know, their spacing is poor or. There, I mean, there's a few judges that I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to enter because usually because I don't feel their course design is 
the most flowy in the world is usually the thing that will get me. But I don't put that out on public on social media. I say that privately. In my opinion, I feel like the spacing is poor or the, the, when I have run the run, the lines have been very jagged. Um, I will not, you know, I will not say bad things in public about a judge because I just don't, it's not, it's not a good thing to do, you know? Right. Well, and nowadays, if we're going to talk strictly agility, that there is no excuse why you don't know what kind of courses that you're going to get from a particular judge nowadays, because it is widely open that on Facebook, you can find that judge's courses in a heartbeat. There's just no That's excuse true. why you go, oh, I didn't know what I was going to get. No, you, you know, right. nowadays. so yeah, it's times have changed, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, if you're not happy and you already know you're entering me to judge it, going, oh, I don't like these courses. Why'd you enter? Mm-hmm. Why, why, why would right. you want to make yourself miserable? Why do you want to spend all that money? Because we all know agility entries are not cheap. I mean, I run three dogs. Mary, I know you run more than me. And we know how big those checks <laughs> are getting there. So I, uh, I just, I, why, why would you want to submit yourself to that? Well, and even if you try somebody out that you're like, yeah, I've done that. Or I've tried out a judge and I went, Hmm, I'm not sure I'd be in a big hurry to do this again. Okay. I keep that to myself. Right. At the same token, on the reverse side of that, is if I have a judge that I really like, or there's something in particular I really like about them, I will make sure to say it. Gee, I really love the spacing you had in your courses. Or, man, you're so nice to work for because you're so pleasant all the time. Or, gosh, I really love the dog walk approaches you gave us all weekend. You know, because usually there's something positive to say. And, you know, that's the other thing that people, they forget. It's like, say something nice. Find something nice to say. You know, because... People basically only talk, you only get feedback usually when there's a problem. So if there's something that you like, say it. And the thing is, is if I say to a judge, gosh, I really loved your spacing. Well, maybe that was the first time they put bigger spacing in their courses. Maybe they'll do it again, you know, or gosh, I really love your dog walk approaches. Yes. Yes. And if all you ever hear is the griping, but it's like, oh, this was good. Okay. And then maybe you try it again and maybe you can incorporate, you know, it's just people don't want to, or, you know, instead of going on Facebook and bashing a judge that you didn't like, if you had a good experience, go on Facebook and say, hey, I really liked running to Jeff Nieder because he gave me nice flow in my courses and I had good spacing and it was fun. He was fun to work for, you know, right. you could do that. That's a, that's something you could do. And if you don't feel that way, okay, then just. Again, shut up. (laughs) Nobody is making you post on social media. Yeah, nobody is making you sit ringside and go blah, 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 blah. Don't, you know, just shut up. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Somebody else posts there. Scroll on by. It's the most magical thing on Facebook. You do not have to hit the comment. You can, you or, know, or better, yet, or better yet. Yes. Go ahead. Write your comment, get it out and then hit delete. And then hit delete. Yes. And then just scroll like it never even happened. Do you know it's magical? The person that made the post has no idea that yes. you saw it when you're a turd and kept scrolling. Or saw it, <laughs> said, yes, I you, but I don't want to be a big fat jerk, and kept scrolling. 
Absolutely. Oh, well, we went on a tangent for that one for sure. Wasn't expecting that one tonight, but certainly we always do. <laughs> right. Let's go on a tangent. Oh, I, never. Oh. No, never, never happens. But I, I think so much of it truly needed to be said because it is, it is sadly a more common thing that I have seen. And I really didn't think I'd seen it in dog sports, um, but Sadly, mm-hmm. it's, it's happened more than I expected it really would, you know, because nobody's getting paid. Yeah, the judges are getting paid, but we're not making livable money off of this by any means right. of the day. Yeah, you're not quitting your day job to be an agility judge. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> well, and honestly, even if you are, like, even if you were, that doesn't make it okay to be mean. Like, exactly. I don't know. There's I no just, excuse for it. You can still be a good sport. And to me, you model behavior, you know, the golden rule. You do do unto others as you would have them do unto you. That's not that hard. And if yep. think about how you would feel if you were standing out there as a judge or when you're standing out there as a competitor or standing out there as a volunteer and give people the respect you'd like to have, you know, and, you know, there's nothing, it's not hurting you to do that. And, you know, it, it's just, it makes you a much nicer human being to be around. And it makes the whole culture of the whole everything much more pleasant. Yes. And at the end of the day, we should all just be having fun. Yes. Isn't that why we do this in the first place? Because we like our dogs and we want to have fun with them? Yeah, I kind of thought so. But, you know, that's that's my goal, having fun. Because I don't get to travel that much anymore. Right. Yeah, and you don't want to be like, oh... You know, well, and what does it do? If you're not having a good time out there as a judge, you're like, well, maybe I'll not accept that next judging assignment. Or, you know, or you get entries in and you're like, hmm, do I want to spend this money? Do I have this money to spend? Well, maybe. Oh, but this club was really nasty to me the last time I was there. Or there's somebody there that was really mean. Gosh, I don't know. Maybe I'll go do something else, you know? I have a few of those. I have a few of, I know so-and-so is going to be there. And I just don't even want to be treated like that. Okay. Right. So I don't know. It it has an effect. Yeah. So try to have a positive it effect. Does. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely there. Yeah, that's well said. Well said on that one there. Oh man. Well, I think on that note, I think we about hit every note for unsportsmanlike conduct and not being a turd out there. Yeah. <laughs>